0: Hey everybody, it's Shayna of The Prayer Podcast, welcoming you to another episode of The Podcast. I'm in a really good mood today, so some of my prayer may be singing. I don't know, you know, you're welcome. (laughs) Um, So our scripture today comes from Daniel verse 3. So y'all turn in your Bibles, Daniel verse 3. While we do that, I want to make sure everybody who's listening is joining us for the first time. We want to welcome you to our family, which is fans friends and family and basically what we want to do is pray for the world so we can get the world praying if you have not already make sure you follow us on instagram at the prayer podcast i'm excited to meet you there let me know your favorite episode how you heard about us everybody know who hit me in the dms i always talk back to you so grateful for that if you have dm me maybe take a step further for me this week and write a review on whatever um i guess platform you listen to the podcast because that helps us rank it helps people see the podcast and again y'all know if one person listens it's like glory to God but I would love for just more people who may want to listen to learn more about us so thanks so much for that guys this is a Monday through Sunday prayer meaning you can listen to it multiple times it may be a theme for your week it may be your type of devotional if you're like me I can't do nothing every day I literally cannot like read a devotional every day I can't I don't have that kind of uh, steadfastness to any particular thing but listening to something once a week over and over kind of is my jam so that may be a good thing now, as you guys know, I always give a tip of the week because, again, we want to see how we can kind of learn more about prayer and get closer to God because that is God's way of communicating. And I had a whole bunch of thoughts this week about the tip of the week. But then I went to church yesterday on Sunday and when I walked in, I legitly is that a word? It is today. I legitly felt the Holy Spirit. Like I was just so grateful to be in the house of the Lord. I was so grateful to be around people who also are just worshiping God and vulnerable and who have experienced his goodness. So my tip this week is to go to church. There are plenty of amazing churches online that I love. Elevation, Transformation, Mount Zion, Kairos, you know, World Changers. It's thousands of great churches. Thank God for um, the online space and, and social media and all that but guys ain't nothing and yes I said ain't nothing like being in the house of the Lord so if you like Shana, because I'm just considering the claims of Christ and I don't want to get my grandma too excited don't go to your mama church don't go to your home church go to church with a friend go by yourself I remember hearing Mace the rapper who used to rap with Diddy his testimony about how he went with a hoodie on to the, you know, a night service set way in a bag because he didn't want to be, um you know, seen, I guess. And then also, if you listen to the testimony of the, I feel like he was a guitarist in the band Corn. Um, He talked about how he found Christ and was actually drunk and stumbled into a church <laughs> and they were having service and God, you know, he had his basically his road to Damascus moment in that church. Really good testimony. If you guys are interested, go look it up. But I don't care what church you go to. I believe that you could probably go to the church where the pastor half sleep, but the Lord can use it to awaken something in your spirit go into the house of the Lord. What a privilege it is that God gave us these places, these tabernacles, these churches, these houses of worship, because so many people don't have them. So many people have to hide their faith and worship God in their corner by themselves and quiet. And God honors that as well. But this, it it was just awesome. And it wasn't anything necessarily like they weren't playing my song. The singer wasn't you know, Tasha Cobbs, like none of that happened. But just to be in the house of the Lord, I was so grateful for. Just like you'll be happy to be in the house of anybody else. Oprah invites you to her house. Obama invites you to his house. You geeked. That's how you should feel when you're going in the house of the Lord. So that's my tip of the week. Those are kind of my housekeeping things. Let's get on to the word um daniel is really interesting if you are the kind of person who generally likes to read and like stories then daniel's a great thing to read i know people always ask me where to start in the bible i have thoughts on that so if you have any questions y'all dm me on that and i'll give you my thoughts but this one is interesting i think it's interesting enough for us to talk about before i start praying through it um basically right here the three hebrew boys um shadrach meshach and Abednego were um, told basically to worship King Nebuchadnezzar. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He had like a a golden statue, and everybody was supposed to worship this golden statue. And they were like, no, we Christians. We don't worship idols. We don't worship statues of yourself or anybody else. We worship the one true God. And they was like, okay, (laughs) um, but if you don't worship this, you're going to get thrown in the fire, in the fiery furnace. And can your God save you from the heat that is the fiery furnace? And the response of the three Hebrew boys was awesome to me. Um So we're in Daniel verse 3. Where am I? Starting with 16. Um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. All right, from there, we're just going to go into prayer. God, you are so worthy. You're so honorable, Lord. We are honored to call you our Father. We are honored to say that we are joint heirs with Christ. We say thank you for the sacrifice of Calvary, but we also say thank you for the Bible, that we could read stories of our forefathers and our ancestors in the faith and understand what they have done for us and the boldness that they took without having this Roadmap, and that is giving us the strength and the fortitude and the wherewithal to say we can do the same thing. Lord, I love the boldness of the three Hebrew boys because they knew that you could deliver them not only from the fire but from the the majesty's or the king's hand. But then they went on to say, But if you don't, if you don't deliver them from that, they still are not going to bow down. Why? So if you're taking a stance because you believe that god is is able and mighty and bigger than the circumstance that you're you're facing then why would you say but if he doesn't we're still not doing it well lord i believe that's because they knew that you not delivering them was not because you couldn't it's but it's because if it was part of their story to die in the furnace you say that all things will work together for their good and that the sovereignty of god still overrides what we think you should do in every situation and what we want you to do, God. So we thank you so much that we can look at our circumstances. We can look at our finances, our schooling, our kids. They out here a while and then my job is doing this and I'm doing this inside of me, right? I'm dealing with generational curses. I'm dealing with anger that I don't know where it's come from. I'm dealing with trying to break up from a relationship that I know I don't need to be in. I'm dealing with how I'm treating other people. is not pleasing to you. All the things we have internally or externally. And we're saying we know that God can deliver us from it. But if he doesn't, he is still God, If he doesn't, we will still worship him in spirit and in truth. If he doesn't, that we won't turn our back on him because he is not our genie, but he is our savior. If he doesn't, we know that what he did on Calvary's cross is bigger and greater and mightier than all the things. Than all the things. Help us to change our perspective, Holy Spirit, from what have you done for me lately to let me remember what you did for me 2,000 years ago. And God, that is a bold request to help us remember that it goes against every fiber of our being and it's not something that we're going to win at or do well every day but thank you God for grace and mercy and forgiveness and the reminder that you are who you say you are but that sometimes the trial oftentimes the trial and I mean, I dare say this is my understanding, but hey, this is just me. Always, the trial is for our good. The trial is for the testimony. And the testimony isn't for us, right? Because if it was for us, we would go through it in private. The testimony is for other people. The testimony is to say, let me tell y'all, I was sick. I was this, I was that. And, and my testimony may not be, but God delivered me, but he kept me. I may have a thorn in my side forever, but he is still faithful. And I see because of my sacrifices how i bless blessed my children, how I've blessed my generation, children, children, children. Abraham was still the man five and six generations later. Why? Because of his faithfulness when he was alive. His life was not perfect. There are things that happened to Abraham sure wish Jesus would have delivered him from. But we also can point to places where he was delivered. When he didn't have to kill his son, Jesus gave a ram in the bush. That was a deliverance. That was a, thank you, Lord. That was a, wow, this happened, and I'm so grateful. That's a testimony moment. So, God, we know things in our mind that you haven't done for us yet. There are things we can call by name that you have not done for us yet. My uncle is still in the hospital. My uncle is still bedridden. He, he Lord, he is faithful. My grandmother is still sick, and she is not, you know, going to the doctor, and not really ready to face what's going on in life right now. There are still things in my life. I'm listen. If I'm gonna ask y'all to be vulnerable, I'm gonna be vulnerable to what we got going on. But I remember when you got my family member out of jail, and he was safe where well, people die in jail, but he came out stronger in his faith. But I remember that people's children are born sick, and my sister had twins, and both of them are healthy and happy and fun and learning and growing. I remember when, you know, people got addicted to drugs or people went to jail or people had negative outcomes on small things, but I have a brother who I can say that you have been with him all the way. I remember when people got divorced and families broke up, but I know people in my family that you've kept them and restored their relationship and restored their faith in you. Now, I can point to all the bad things, God, but help us to point to the good things and help us to matriculate in our faith bigger than just we woke up this morning god that is a miracle that i will not deny but i come here to say that that's not the only miracle that you see every day if the only thing you know about god that he woke you up this morning that's a great start bless the lord but we want to come from that we want to come from just i got a place to call a job if that's it either we missing it god or we're not thinking big enough or 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 we just can't identify the blessings of you And I don't, I want to, Lord, the list I can make about what you've done is so long. Lord, you kept our minds when it's been so much going on and people losing their minds. God, yes, people may have different diseases, but God, I thank you. I'm not dealing with depression. I'm not dealing with anxiety. Lord. The more I learn about that, the more overwhelming I understand it to be. And I'm grateful that that's not my story. And if it is your story, God, I'm praying for that to be released in the name of Jesus and that to be a part of their testimony, but not a part of their daily living. God, you can and you will make changes in our lives. And we will be like the three Hebrew boys that said, even if he don't do it, he's still God. Even if God don't deliver me, he's still bigger than you. Even if what I'm asking God for doesn't happen, God is still bigger than the enemy. God is still bigger than my problems. God still can do it. Now, I don't know why he hasn't. I don't know why he won't. Frankly, I don't know if he will, but I know the sovereignty of God is is infallible. I know the word of God is always true. I know that God is not a man that he shall lie. Come on, now bring bring not only your identity in Christ back to your mind, but learn more about who God is in and of himself. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. There's a problem in the faith right now that we don't know who God is. When somebody says Jehovah, Jireh, your response to your mind is not my provider. And not just on a very basic level that you don't know what that means, but also you haven't seen what he provided for you. I know I went to schools I couldn't afford. I know I did things way, way, way outside of my tax bracket, but God was faithful. I know Jehovah Shalom, my peace. When folks was really trying it, you know how you get real sensitive. You're like, you know what? I'm cool. Not because you about to pop off and go crazy, but because you legit have peace in the storm. I remember a friend of mine who went through Hurricane Katrina was telling me about how all this was going on and how his family felt so centered and peaceful because they knew that God, no matter what, that God was with them, that they felt the presence of the Lord. And that's peace, honey. That is Jehovah Shalom. So, God, we don't know you. We don't know you. We know what they say about you. We don't know you. Show us yourself, God, and help us to get into the word and say, okay, God is not a man that he shall lie. So who are you, God? Tell me who you are. Show it to me in writing. God said that he will never leave you nor forsake you. If you never read that in the word of God, you wouldn't know that. So when you felt alone, you would think that you were alone instead of reminding your flesh about what your spirit say. Right now, God, I feel alone, but the Bible told me that I am never alone because you will never leave me nor forsake me. The 23rd Psalm tells me that though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. If that is to be true because everything you say is true, you cannot lie then I know that I'm not alone so God help my circumstances align with what I know for sure glory to God this is my challenge to us people today as you figure out who he is ain't no way we can conceive all the things that he is but you need to have a top five top five top five you need to have five things that you know about God for sure Mine is, I know he is a provider. When I'm looking on, when I'm sitting on zero, you feel me, 0.00, I'm saying, well, God, listen, you're a provider. So I don't think you're going to magically put money in my account. But what I do know is that my needs will be met. I have plenty more to put in store. And opportunities come. And people ask me, hey, Shannon, can you come do this? I need somebody to help me. I pay this much. I pay that much. He, he come through. Somebody say, hey, girl, you want to go to dinner? My treat uh, provider. Come on, gas prices magically go down when I'm getting low. It was $3, now it's $1.95. I don't know what happened between last week and this week with gas, but hey, roll up on me because my God is a provider. Come on, know the Lord for yourself. Oh, Lord, I'm, I am make myself happy, but God, we don't know you. And I want to know you. God forbid that I put in more effort to get to know a man or a woman more than I get to know you. You know your boo, your fake boo, your Instagram boo, your wannabe boo, celebrity boo. You know their first, last, and middle initial. They rap name, they surname, they ex name. You know all the things, but you don't know anything about the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So how can you be like the three Hebrew boys who walks up to power because... Uh, they kept calling king nebuchadnezzar your majesty they knew his role in their culture they were respectful of his position but they let it be known that yeah you are your majesty and i'm 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 a bang with that. I understand that's your position. But what I do know is that there is a God higher than you and that he said he would not only deliver me from the fire, but he would deliver me from your hands. And if he doesn't, he is still God. So what? So this situation does not prove or disprove that God is God because no matter what he does is right delivering me that's the right thing to do not delivering me that's the right thing to do he is always right so I am never scared never intimidated never subjected to what you think is or is not the gospel if it ain't come from the gospel you feel me because now the gospel is this colloquial term for it being you know commonly accepted but the God we serve gave us the gospel. It's the good news of Jesus Christ. It's the understanding of who God is. And how he reigns and how he rules. And nothing but that is the truth. So Lord, as we remember the three Hebrew boys. As we dig into um, Daniel. As we learn more about how you want to reveal yourself to us in our lives. Because everybody won't know him the same. I have not known him as a healer. Thank God I haven't been sick to need that capacity of God. But if I do I believe he can do it because I know it but I know him in other ways that other people may not know him. My mom has 3 kids and my sister and my brother know my mom in different ways than what I know her as. Because we needed different things at that time. And one day my mom could be a disciplinarian, she could be the sweetest little Christian, and she could be a drill sergeant all based on who we were and what we needed in that moment. She could switch People be like, I think your mama nice, I think your mama mean, because I've seen it in all different capacities. But she could be all things to all of her kids that, that needed her in that moment. And I'm just, Lord, help us. I'm, I'm, my mind is blown by the revelation that we don't know you. We know Lord, we know Savior, we know quote in scripture. We know now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless. But God said, you don't know who I am, so when it's time to call me, you don't know my name. A-U-A-U, snap two snaps, baby girl in the blue. That don't work when you're trying to call the name of God. You got to know him for yourself. That thing has to come from your diaphragm. You have to say, uh-uh, this God, my God is a deliverer. My God is a healer. My God is a way maker. My God is somebody who's going to keep me. My God is the God who's going to give me direction and wisdom in all situations. I have a friend whose dad is going through dementia, and my God is a, he going to keep her when he transitions. He going to give her the wisdom to know what to do in regarding how to take care of his estate. He's going to give her the loving compassion to have patience with her father as he's losing his earthly memories. But we also know that there's a spiritual man in there who never dwindles in the, in the human body, that his spirit man still needs to be fed. God, uh-uh. He is all things that you need. So, A, hey, I guess you need to know what you need. That may be a question. Lord, help me clarify what my needs are in this moment. And secondly, Father, help me to know you as that need filler because I know you by name. Because I know you by experience. Because I know you by the way that you interact with me. And I can say with boldness. And not just to be talking like rappers talk. How they got all this money and all these cars. It's all leased. It's all fake. It ain't theirs. It ain't true. But I know you for truth. For fact. Test me and see. I sit on ready about the fact that I know God is going to deliver me from the furnace. And deliver me from your hands. Remember those are two different things. Because God could have delivered them from a furnace. And they still had to deal with the wrath of the king. But the Three Hebrew boys told him, not only am I going to come out of the furnace unscathed, not smelling like smoke, ain't nothing burnt, I'm chilling, we at the barbecue kicking and having a good time. But when he delivers me from the burning furnace, he will also deliver me from your wrath, your revenge, your spitefulness, your hatefulness, the way you just always feel like you got to one up somebody. He going to deliver me from that too. But if he doesn't, if I perish in the furnace, he is still God. If I perish in this not perish as in let somebody kill you, but if, if what I want to happen has to die for God's will to come forth in this relationship, in this job. I want a new job, God, but not me. I love my job. But if this is your testimony that you want a new job, but if God is having you stay there, meaning your will has to perish in that moment in order for God's will to be done, as the three Hebrew boys said, Let it be so because he is still God and I still will not bow down to your idol. I still will not succumb to the call of the enemy. I still will not do the things that are pleasing to me if they're outside the will of God, even if what I think should be my reward does not come to pass not because I'm a good Christian but because I understand that God so loved the world that he gave his only son for me and that I understand that my inheritance is in heaven and it's not the things of this earth and I understand that I overcome by the word of my testimony and I understand that there's people looking to me to not to see me come out but to see how I act while I'm in I understand it's a bigger picture a bigger call a bigger way help us Holy Spirit we gotta know that it's more to it than what we see and what we feel and what we say is bigger than us the three Hebrew boys are basically saying it's bigger than us I'm not I'm not bowing down to you the first reason is because I'm a Christian but the second reason is my people need to know that when you come against these principalities and these strengths and these kings and these things that feel bigger than you that God is still on the throne And I look to myself, I hold myself accountable and trusted with the gospel to be the example and the role model. If not me, then who? My nieces and nephews need to say, okay, one thing I know about my auntie, I don't know when she going to perish or how she going to perish or how her life going to turn out. If everything going to be all good, all bad or all indifferent, but I know that she knew the Lord. I know that her and God was down like flow Fat Ties on the Cadillac. I know that he loves her and she loves him. And I know that that's the example I want to follow. Not for stuff, but for spiritual gain. So thank you, God, for it right now. That you're showing yourself to us. And that we're getting to know you. Seeking your face and not just your hair. Getting to know your Truths. And not just what people say about you. And calling on that facet of you when we need you and when we don't. Because there is nothing too big, too wonderful, too great, too hard, too mighty for you. There's nothing that even compares. And once we understand that our life changed, the game changed because our perspective changed. And we welcome you into this place right now in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. I do pray. And it's in your name I say, amen. All right, family. So I hope that helped. (laughs) I hope that helps you today. Um, Really just understand that ain't ain't nothing to a boss when it comes to what God can do. But there is no promises about what God can do. But no matter what, he is always bigger. And there's always a bigger plan. So, Lord, help our perspective in that thing today, okay? All right. So, y'all go to church on Sunday. Y'all DM me how I was. If it was real, real good, send me the link. If your church got a social media site, I'm going to put it in our stories. I'm going to watch it, honey, because I'm always down for a good word. And if you like, listen, okay, sis, I just need to watch it online. I'm not there yet in my love lock my love walk, I'll be happy to send you some good good links and good sermons that I love online. I love y'all guys, for real. I love y'all guys. Mm-hmm, there we go. As Monique say, I love us for real. Um, be sure to follow me on Instagram, leave me a review, share this with somebody. If you love them, you share. Sharing is caring. And yeah, number one, y'all always know what it is. If nobody in this whole wide world is praying for you, and they should be, if you don't feel like they are, doing a prayer call. But know that I am praying for you. And secondly, God's love language is what? Obedience. So I think he probably spoke through me to tell y'all what to do, which is to figure out what you need and to figure out who he is and align those two things, especially in your prayer life. And he loves obedience. That's just his love language. So if you love him, if you want to speak his language and obey his word, um, until next week, guys. Bye, (laughs) have a good one.